0: Coming up on today's podcast, we have a plethora of information for you. It looks like EV charging mm, might be a little bit of a maintenance problem. So if you have a big keychain, put it on your belt and go put in an application. They may need you. Um, We also are going to talk a little bit about GM, uh, you know, going all electric on a couple of vans that have been quite popular for some time. And boy oh boy the subscriptions just keep on coming. We've got a major German automaker who has decided to go the way of the subscription for creature comforts. Um I believe that the robo taxi is a little confused. We want to talk a little bit about a little swarm that happened recently in San Francisco, I believe it was. Toyota Keith Toyota They are in the game. They've been playing the long game, and we're going to talk a little bit about their EV um, marketing strategy and um, why you need to be wary of defective cars on the market. All of that coming up on today's podcast right after this. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast post post vacations for both of us. Say hello to my good friend Keith over there on the other side of the desk. How are you, my friend?
1: We've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended warranty.
0: <laughs> How many did you get many of those calls while oh, you were on man.
1: the road? Uh well, yeah, so um the feds are starting to crack. They've, they're naming names now.
0: I heard that, man. That's a big deal, dude. Like
1: they actually, I don't even care because these people are like dirtbags. Uh, Roy Cox Jr., <laughs> Aaron Michael Jones, uh, Sumco Panama is the name of the company. It basically, the FCC is just going after those people because they put like like eight billion ro- robocallers in play behind those that group of Holy people. Holy
0: cow, man! I hope they get them. I'm yeah. so sick and tired. I have to look at my phone. And it's like ugh really another one
1: i have fun with them every time i just start naming like exotic cars and seeing you know if they can insure it or you know which one of my 72 automobiles is this in regards to and then right right yeah right do you have anything for koenigsegg i have a
0: koenigsegg in the back (laughs) Um, uh, what's your what's your base policy on the koenigsegg yeah um yes it's it's, uh we're powered by um uh, volcano fuel right yeah. So there you go. That's right. We did. By yeah. the way, everybody, thank you for listening uh, to our podcast. We really appreciate it. And for those of you that are longtime listeners, you know that we've talked about Koenigsegg and the volcano fuel. And if you don't believe that, you can head on over to youtube.com forward slash parts kind gurus, and you can find that video there. And please subscribe while you are there. Thank you very much.
1: Here's ah. a new one, Jay. So um, we haven't really mentioned this much, if ever, uh, but uh, as as podcasts go, Mm-hmm. As our podcast goes, which is on our website at partscounterguru.com, there's a podcast tab. Um, leave a review. Yeah. That actually makes a huge difference in helping be nice, other though. people. Well, yeah, please. I mean, you know. I mean, don't, don't, don't be a turd, man. Like, I mean, really. Like grandma used to yeah. say, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't. But well, how do you, yeah. Yeah, that helps us out. Like you leaving a review helps us appear or appeal to other people that haven't heard of us yet on, right. on the podcast side, on any of them, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever. We're, all, we're this, on all This of them. is
0: This is absolutely true, man. I mean, and you know this, my dad is so good at, and speaking of my dad, we'll, I'll talk a little quick update on him here in a minute, but my dad is always just very open with me. Cause I ask him to so critique us, man. I mean, we, I really want to yeah. know what you think. And, and, um, he knows how, how seriously you and I take this and how much fun we have with it and how much passion we, we, we put into this thing or how passionate we are, I should say about this. But, um, he's, he's always saying, Hey, you know, um, maybe you guys should talk about this. And if you talk about it, you know, say something about this or whatever, or, Hey, uh, I really like those videos that are around, say, six to six to eight minutes long versus the twenty-minute long ones. You know, he's he's like, you know, I don't know. Any is anybody watching those things? Is what he'll say. I'm like, well, you'd be surprised, but yes, right, right. My dad is a great. uh, He's a great asset to me um, in that regard, and both of us in turns. So,
1: speaking of my dad, so. Hold that thought for just one second. Okay. Um, yeah. B- yeah. So there, d- this is actually for your dad and anybody else that wonders. Jay and I spend all kinds of time on metrics. You've already told him this, I'm sure. Oh, dad. Uh, knows, yeah. We we look at watch times. We look at um, retention rates. We look at all that stuff. And there are all these like algorithms and things. Th- this is going to come into play later in the uh, in the program, Jay. Uh, you just just stay tuned, everyone. I got you. I'm with but, you. You're um, always. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it it. If, you, if they're too short, Google won't recommend you as much because they want people watching longer. So it, you kind of have to be careful there. There's Although, a sweet spot. There's some, a sweet yes, spot. Some people do watch more shorter ones because it's. Is that uh, for the people with digest? a lot of ADD problems I, I or something? Guess. Yeah. So now, speaking of ADD, um, what do. do you, you watch the show Sanford and Son, right? Oh, of course, you man. Remember? Yeah, he's always oh, like, he, the big, big one's going to. Gonna, oh, oh i'm coming okay. Esther, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i'm coming so, the big one's coming Esther. all yeah. kidding aside had a little bit of a scary situation
0: we we did man um my dad um thank goodness uh my stepmother was around uh, but he had a he went into cardiac arrest and um uh fortunately uh emt arrived and and were able to to get him get him back and uh a little scary moment he had to have a stint put in um uh, that's beyond the, the triple bypass that he had about three years ago. Um, but he's he's on the mend. He's got to rest. He's, uh, he's kind of put down for a minute. You know, he's got he's to rest uh, over the next month and, and have his heart monitored. But I think he's going to be just fine. He, he felt a lot better uh, after the stent was put in for obvious reasons. And um, so, so glad for 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 uh, for medical uh, our medical community, our medical forces to to be able to come in and save lives like that. So thanks so much for those so guys. That's
1: awesome. I, I have to ask, and if you mm-hmm. haven't talked to him about this, I'll just call him and ask him myself. But because sure. I'm always so fascinated, and I he and loves I, talking to you, man. I watch. Uh, oh, the feeling is mutual. I watch. I watch. Um, I watch I'm, I'm more of a nonfiction guy. Like I like TV and books that are fiction, but I think my real interest is nonfiction and i watch a lot of these like i i I went to the other side and came back kind of documentaries oh man yeah any 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 like i don't know how long was he how long was he out um that's
0: hard to say i i think it was i'll say this when my stepmom found him he was in his recliner and um he was out he was gone yeah. uh, she could not could not get him back but she kept working hard and hard so he, i think he was starting to kind of come to when emt came so it had to be 5 to 10 minutes that he was he was not fully in full capacity put it that way right. um so we're very fortunate that that the other fortunate side of that is is that he was not walking so he didn't take a fall right. he wasn't driving he didn't have any other injuries which happens a lot uh, in those situations. So not only are you dealing with a heart issue, you got, you're dealing with the, the damage you may have caused from a fall, like a broken shoulder or we, or wrecking a car, man. You we know. were
1: in, let me get this right. Uh, we were in Crescent City, California, I think. And anyway, it's uh, Redwood Forest National yep. Park, okay? Right. Just a just, uh, city that's just north of there. And uh, everybody wants Starbucks at lunchtime, mm-hmm. I, ironically. Mm-hmm. And so Mary's I in there. a little there. Starbucks information for you here in a all minute. Right. People
0: will will enjoy this. So
1: And May, um, she just, I was like, you go in. Like, where did, you know, Sideshot and I will stay in the car. She had to use the restroom anyway. So she goes in, gets our order. And EMTs and everybody starts pulling up. And she goes, man, um, she goes, lady literally just, dropped she was sitting on at younger like 30s like sitting at a table with her laptop boom hit the floor and she's like it's got to be broken bones got to be and i said well look the emts are here this is going to get hairy like we don't want to be here people are going to start coming from everywhere let's go but yeah yeah, just happened like last week right there just like you're talking about it probably had possibly traumatic you know like concussion type stuff sure sure that's
0: a that's a hard way to go and you you hear it too so often in elderly um yeah the in the elderly community because of those They're a lot of a lot of times they're you know they have you know their bones are not in the best they're brittle and you know, due to age, you know, as we right. get older, we're just not, you know, things kind of start taking a nosedive on you. So, like I said, we're very fortunate. My dad's very fortunate that he did not fall. He was he was comfortable in his recliner watching his news, and he said he remembers flipping a channel and falling asleep, yeah. and he didn't fall asleep. He basically went out. And here's the odd thing about it was, you know, I was just visiting with them, uh, you know, not long ago, spent, spent a week or so with them, and... um He had just gotten over COVID, and he was complaining the whole time about being fatigued. And I just said to him then, not even dawning, not even dawning on me that it could be a heart issue, right? But I just said, well, you know, fatigue is a it's a long COVID long haul uh, symptom. Um, I said I deal with it from time to time. I said I know Keith has dealt with it, um, so it's not uncommon. But the whole time it was it was his heart. He was just having he was like close to one hundred percent blocked over there, man. It was weird. Yeah. So thank God again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the medical community for taking care of my dad. I love my dad. He's my hero, and he's a good man. And, and um, I sure am glad to keep him around a little longer. So
1: what do you what what kind of Starbucks tie in you got here? Huh? Yeah.
0: So check this out, man. This is so crazy. And um, Starbucks, as you well know, was started in Seattle, um, um, and that's yeah. that's where their that's where their home base is. The original Starbucks is right at Mark the Market um, uh, Pike Place. You can still go in there today. Um, unfortunately, there's about six to seven locations in Seattle that you can't go to anymore because they're closing the doors. And it's like, why in the world would Starbucks be closing the doors in Seattle? man, I mean, we're like the coffee coffee mecca here, right? Um, turns out because of crime, they cannot. Um, it's not conducive for quality work environment for uh, their workforce. Um, they're tired of dealing with the, uh, the crime activity, the criminal activity that's going on, broken windows, uh, just, just a number of different little things that force them to close the doors on those locations. And this is part of, you know, what had happened during the protests, uh, back in 20, was it 2020, 21, yeah, right, whenever right, all that right, went yeah. down, Black Lives Matter and and all that stuff. And, um, uh, the defunded police and, you know the the police department in seattle as well as uh city government uh and county government there have really um, have lost a lot of quality uh people uh due to that and um so you have a lot less uh police force uh, available to um to go out there and handle these calls it's weird
1: yeah you know we just got back from the bay area you know this everybody else mm-hmm. may not and um but we were warned repeatedly like you know don't leave stuff in your car cars get broken into mm-hmm. they really repercussions are limited a lot of stores shutting down early because of that of the crime mm-hmm. factor don't want to looting and all that and i gotta say like it wasn't near as bad as i had been sort of warned but it yeah. but there were signs everywhere that basically said like your stuff's going to get broken into and yeah we were careful because of that we were extra careful we everything went fine um you know and we drove through some areas where i wouldn't probably be comfortable stopping, but we got out and walked around in areas of the city that you know people told me weren't great, and we, it was fine. But you know, we had to do the Apple campus thing because side shot, right? And of course, sure. you know they have a a cafe there at, at their visitor center, and you know he goes in speaking of Starbucks and gets like Apple Cafe coffee, and they do the little well, he he drinks like mocha, chino, whatever the chocolate kids yeah. drink, and yeah. they do the little foam Apple like logo on the top yeah, of course which is right? really cool yeah and we were talking we're like you know the previous apple campus did not have it's it's gated it's the the current the new one the the spaceship it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a gated off High security complex. You cannot get the visitor center is right next to it, but it's a, mm-hmm. it's on a separate piece of like.
0: What's the protocol for getting in there?
1: Oh, you gotta you gotta be a badged employee, or you've got to be escorted in, and you've got to wow. have business on campus. And I, and we talked a lot about why. Well, there you go. You just you just explained a good reason mm-hmm. because they don't want to deal with if things get out of hand, people looting their campus.
0: Right, and it happens. It's happening everywhere across this country. Um, it's actually since covid hit um and all since 2020 it's been exponentially growing uh from what i'm understanding i mean auto thefts are are Mm -hmm. on the huge huge amounts of auto thefts going on they're on the rise and just break-ins and 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 unfortunately um homicides homicides gun violence is is out of control um so anyway man i can't solve the world's problems but i can certainly pay attention to them and um I sympathize with any of those business owners that are having to deal with that stuff. And, you know, me and you are, are consumers and visitors to these cities. We want to spend our money there and go see these places. And frankly, it's, it's you know, when we're in fear of our lives or being um, ripped off, while we're visiting your city, it uh, doesn't, doesn't leave a good taste in anyone's yeah. mouth. So there you go. So, wow. So glad you guys made it back safely from that. Uh, I w- the other thing I was going
1: to ask you was, were you guys impacted at all by the fires in Yosemite? No, it, this is an interesting question. Okay, so I've, this is what turned out to be kind of one of those cool stories. Like, you know, you had spent some time with your dad. Thankfully, things turned out fine. But just a few weeks before he had his event... And that was planned, but also not planned for the reasons of, oh, this might be the last time I you know, get to see him. Thankfully, it's not. Right. Um, we were in the Mariposa Grove. There were no fires. Wow. The week later, the, the week after we left, um, that was closed off. They were, uh, it's called the uh, Giant Grizzly, Grizzly Giant. I've got got pictures of it with me standing next to the sign making a face, and they brought in basically a bunch of irrigation equipment. I mean, some of those things are over a 1,000 years old, those sequoia trees.
0: That's insane, man. And sadly, yeah, once that fire climbs up those trees...
1: Yeah, and you can see... So, you know, and they talked a lot about in the park. uh, Initially, they thought all fire was bad, and they have since learned that some fire they allow... Because it clears space for more of those giant redwoods to grow. Did you know, Jay, President Lincoln signed a bill that, I'm talking Abraham Lincoln, although I don't know that there was another president with the last name Lincoln. Um, Uh, Don't think so. Right. Signed the bill that eventually became Yosemite. He protected that grove by, uh, yeah. Well, thank you.
0: Thank you, Abraham. Wow! So man, you know. that's
1: how far back that area of the park goes. It it, mm-hmm. it was there from the beginning. He
0: must have traveled while he was in office or something, and that's why. I mean,
1: needed. or I mean, it's it's just such a pictures don't do it justice.
0: Like, oh, I'm, I mean, it's It's on my bucket list, man. But I hope it doesn't burn before I get down yeah. there, man. You know, so because we talked about you know maybe hooking up and doing um, uh, an overlanding expo that that actually goes on in, in Oregon. Yeah, uh, which we unfortunately missed. So, guys, stay tuned to this channel because next year that's on our list that we're gonna we're gonna hit next year along with uh, CES in uh, twenty twenty three. And don't forget we have SEMA coming up. So make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast and our YouTube channel. Uh, to be on the lookout for notifications on when we go live stream, uh, and when all of the uh, the information uh, we get we put out there for SEMA uh, 2022. Man, I'm so stoked about that one. And we're staying at the same place we stayed at last time, which is awesome. Um, love that place. Uh, Keith and I, I think we have this thing down to a science now of getting back and forth from the hotel uh, to the bar. I mean, uh, to the convention. And, um, <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah so oh and and one other thing before we get down to business here um i am coming to your town sir as you well know and i am going to see the reunion of the world famous screaming cheetah wheelies man i am so stoked for that show um they're doing three at 3rd and Lindsley in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am pumped for that. They have not played together in 18 years, and they just played their first show in Pelham, Tennessee, at the Caverns. And I watched uh, I, I watched some of the stream, and you would have never known that they walked off stage and and hadn't been together all this time. They're, they're just amazing musicians, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing that. So go screaming cheetah wheelies. I'll be shaking them blues away. There you go. Um. Oh yeah, did I just get rickrolled? I think so. Okay. So let's get down to. You got anything else you want to add to that before we uh, get into business? here I'm,
1: I'm carry on. I'm good. Make it
0: so. Um, <laughs> make it so. Number one. Uh, or number two. Yeah, number one. I'm, I'm number one. You're number. Make it so. Uh, yeah. There you go. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right. So. Um, EV world. we got EV news. Uh, We're going to talk EV charging here. um, And the fact that one of the biggest problems that people tend to have is what we call uh, range anxiety, uh, which bothers a lot of people when they can't seem to find a charging station uh, near them when they're, say, down to about 60 miles uh, of range. On their um, EV. uh, On their EV, correct. And... But um that's not uh doesn't seem to be locations for charging uh, are increasing exponentially. We've talked about this I mean, on many occasions.
1: Everywhere like driving into Yosemite and you know some of that is you, some of these areas in the larger national parks you're driving 45 50 miles to get to them from the entrance.
0: Yeah.
1: To get to the entrance sometimes it's 20 miles or more from the closest town. Yes. So that's 75 to 100 miles easy mm-hmm. and it's just not a problem we I, what i think we saw three r1 t's in the park yeah. oh man stunning yeah yeah had one I, following I'm me excited and just, for you I was on that, like by oh the way. they're so unmistakable it's yeah, such a good I, looking truck. thanks for sending
0: the pictures. That you know, and I know pictures do not do it justice. You got to see it in person. So Dude, I dude was I hear pulling they're massive. his
1: Airstream down in the behind an R1T down in the park. I wonder if that year. was
0: um Electric Rivet. Uh, they have a I think they have an R1T. It was it was
1: a good I, looking I so. setup. Yeah. We should, we and should there's, check those guys out. there's charging out. stations in the park and uh, honestly, well, there were more charging locations than gas right. stations.
0: Yeah, and to that end, though, the problem we have is not really necessarily the fact that we, you know, we have the charge the charging station um, uh, infrastructure is there, uh, the charging station outlets are there. They're they're more becoming more and more frequently installed. They're everywhere, but but it seems we have an EV charging station maintenance problem. Yeah, um, that is ensuing, and uh, or that has ensued, I should say, and the. Um, problem we have is that there has been a study that has found that only seventy-two and a half percent of six hundred and fifty-seven public fast chargers in the San Francisco Bay Area alone uh, is actually in working order. That's that's under you know over twenty-five percent of those charging stations in the San Francisco Bay Area that are not working. Um, you know, some of the EV owners continue to be highly satisfied with with the ev itself but they're frustrated because you know the public charging infrastructure is there but they're going to plug the thing in and it just doesn't work yeah, so yeah and
1: you would think that you would have some sort of a an alert or outage or a way to tell but uh, you know if these stations are broken but maybe not unless it just you know like my gas company you know natural gas they they called me one summer and went hey uh, we're going to send a tech out cuz it looks like your lines down and you're you're it's broken and i went no it's not and they're like well you haven't used it in a month and a half and i'm like yeah because i switched over to like an electric water heater or whatever and they went Uh. oh but is there a a reliable way for these places to tell and here's the the comparison that i came up with probably because i've been in airports a lot lately right you know you go into airports and you're sitting in the lounges and they've got those little charging ports on the chairs and half of them don't work right and it's like You know what happened. Somebody tried to plug something in that was pulling too much juice and it fried the it tripped a breaker or fried the circuitry or whatever. Right. Well, there's no universal charging standard yet on these EVs. And I think a lot of times people are pulling up and possibly jacking around with the connectors.
0: It it could be user a user yeah. problem for sure they're not ju- they're not as 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 up to, up to speed on how how I mean these things aren't them, free
1: so the companies that own them are losing money if it can't provide a charge
0: that's right and so there should be some sort of um Uh, networking system in place that would alert them when that happens. And I'm with you on that. And just the the thing is, though, is that this is just not happening in the U.S. This is happening globally. Anywhere there's an EV market, it's happening. You know, for example, via Twitter, uh, a a lady uh, by the name of Katrina Nelson, uh, who's of Brisbane, Australia, she has a Tesla Model 3 and um, out on a weekend – uh, on the coast, they call it the Sunshine Coast. Uh, in back in in January, um, she tried to get, you know, tried to charge, and she encountered four superchargers in a row that were not operational, um, and it was it was not a good situation. And then, of course, last year here in the U.S. Uh, in Maryland, um, uh, and this was also tweeted. Uh, both fast chargers at the Ken Hill Center in Bowie, Maryland, were were faulted. And, and another user added that both utility-owned fast chargers at the District Court in Essex, Maryland, are also reporting as inoperable. Okay. So there's a maintenance problem.
1: Sometimes. Sometimes. And so sometimes how do we... it's a... Because remember, when you plug these things in... Okay, so what determines broken? Right. Right.
0: So for me... I'm not going to say it's broken. If if I'm doing all the right things and I'm plugging into this thing and I'm not getting any results, mm-hmm. and of course it happens on your cell phone sometimes too. You can take the the flat bait, the what do they call it, the thunderbolt yeah, or lightning light, on your phone, lightning right? cable on your phone. You plug it in. I've had those brand new cables sometimes plug it into the phone, and for whatever reason, the contact was just not quite right, and pull it out and put it back in and it start charging. I think you might have some similarities here. Little magic eraser on
1: that contact.
0: Oh, oh see there folks right here on Parts Count of Guru, you just got a
1: pro tip from Keith um to ask, do that. Thank ask you. Ask me I, how I, I know. How do you know that? The side shot has one of those. And that cord takes a lot of abuse and you know those They make them in generic, but I think Mister Clean or whatever was the first magic. It's the white sponge. There's a name for them. It's some sort of foam. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of it either, but I know what you're talking about. Anyway, we just put the just rub it just for a second. Cleans the contacts off. You know, don't get it wet or anything. Just dry magic eraser.
0: Yeah. So, so uh, you know,
1: what do you look for? I mean, how do you? Is there some sort of mild discoloration uh, not shiny i mean it's hard to yeah. tell sometimes it could just right. be just a microscopic piece of dirt it's crazy or now
0: one one other thing is that there's lightning around could 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 lightning oh. have struck the the charger sure. out you know out there they in the have middle surge of nowhere protection
1: or, on a lot of all there's all kinds of voltage regular regulatory dev- uh, equipment inside those chargers even mm-hmm. the you know we use we throw the term fast charger around right like how right. quickly it delivers the ch- the charge rate how quickly mm-hmm. that charge is delivered to the vehicle and some of it is a sort of metering it's going to push to a certain limit and it's going to see if the vehicle will accept that or if it will mm-hmm. try to throttle it back down right and if you don't have a solid connection or it's not in all the way or there's junk in your <laughs> junk in your charging port right you don't don't junk. want that in life right it may not, it may not make a solid enough connection that it it will allow that charge to go through. Because if it's not a solid connection, you get arc, and arc's a really bad thing, right? Which could either cause a fire, or burn someone, or you know, right.
0: So, do you think maybe then that, that the the numbers that were given here um, is it really broken EV chargers, well, or is it could it be equipment failure on behalf of the consumer? Um, I think it's you know, a good What do you, what do you think? Mix.
1: And, you know, I'm not basing this just on my opinion. Who is the guy they interviewed in this article from, was it Evie, Evie Go or I Go? Yeah. And yeah. he's he's basically saying the same thing. Like, they, they're incentivized to keep these things up and running because they make money on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunately, it's not as easy as, like, it, a cell phone charging in your analogy. Like, you try it on your phone. Well, let me try it on mine and see if mine charges, right? If mine charges right. and yours doesn't, then it's your phone, Right. Exactly. not the cable. You exactly. can't really do that with an EV unless you're next to somebody else. I mean,
0: right. So, you know, let's get down to the numbers here. Um,
1: EV go, sorry.
0: EV go. That's it. Yeah. Uh, they, someone found recently while they were staying in, in Seattle. And again, this is, this is all over the country, all over the world, wherever EV, an EV market is, you're going to have these similar situations. Um, this, this person was staying in a hotel downtown, discovered that four of six of the hotel's chargers were inoperative. Um, also, an investigation by Channel 4 in Britain found that more than 5.2% of the 26,000 public chargers examined were broken, a total of 1,352 units. That's significant. Um, And an aca- academic study co-authored by um, an emeritus professor at uh, University of California, Berkeley, released last March, looked at 656 public D.C. fast chargers in the Bay Area, finding only, like I said, 72.5% of them working in, in working order. And... Um, they go on to say, and they made a statement that this level of functionality appears to conflict with the 95 to 98 percent uptime reported by the EV service providers who operate the EV charging station. Okay, so are they are they giving false information, or are they throw in shade on it? What, what's 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 the deal here? Or what do you think? just people vandalizing them? You know, I it mean. could be. It could be. So I mean, my point here is this: is that when when something like this comes up, there's opportunities for someone here. Mm-hmm. Um, start thinking about that. Uh, you know, let's say you are an electrician, um, but you're tired of wiring houses. Maybe you go start your EV charging station maintenance company, and you have a contract with so and so or whatever. And you go go start teaming up with these people. I think that I think that these big. Suppliers of these charging stations and installers, these manufacturers of these charging stations, it would probably behoove them if they don't already have that to outsource to um, second uh, second party uh, repair services. Just like uh, you know, uh, Home Depot or whatever will will have a uh, a secondary source on. They don't physically have a maintenance guy. In their building, for a washer they sold, they go have someone that they have under contract. So I think this is where this is going to lead to, be more job opportunities for some yeah,
1: people. Yeah, we've said this before. I, I think that, you know, we're in an early generation of the EV market, and mm-hmm. this is par for this the This part of it. This right? is part of it, yeah. I mean— yeah fuel fuel pumps weren't always as reliable as they are today and no. you know sometimes now like especially with the ones that try to do the exhaust reclamation kind of gas fume right. thing, i had a hard time getting one of those to work while i was in california last week like i couldn't get the stupid and it was a brand new 2022 nissan frontier truck and i couldn't get the thing to like create a seal oh the and gas the, just the wouldn't gas- pump it just wouldn't holy pump. cow that's it crazy, happens, man. man. It's going to happen. I, You know, I, I mean, how do we solve it? Like, I, I think it's technology, and it's just going to take time. Well,
0: you know? you're absolutely right. And I think we take all of these things seriously, especially with this market starting uh, the way it has. And, again, it kind of trickled into play in, say, 2019, 2020, and then now all of a sudden here we are talking –
1: about the heavy
0: uh, influx of, of these oh, new EV yeah. manufacturers.
1: No lie, Jay. Um, now, I know this is just a portion of the country, mm-hmm. but we started as kind of a fun little modern day version of a car game where you'd like count the number of like red barns you see or, you know, yeah. license plates or whatever. We mm-hmm. just decided to count Teslas. Oh my God. And when we got to the point in Yosemite, driving out to Yosemite, where it was like every third car was a Tesla. That's insane. And we just went. All right. Well, this is stupid. We're at five hundred. We got we yeah. got to five hundred and we decided to quit. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. So uh, and, and it, they're, it, it's,
0: they're prominent. It's absolutely. And that's just Tesla. Yeah. You know. Um, you know. And of course, saw some pole um,
1: stars as you know.
0: Yeah, pole stars, man. Wow, dude. I mean, it fit. there's there's Lucid. You said you saw Lucid, right? Didn't you? Well, that was or? a
1: pre-production model. Okay, but the but the pole Stars were actually owned by, like there were people driving them around, like they were mm-hmm. uh, private vehicles, right? So I guess the
0: moral of this story, Keith, is as we've always said, you know, the EV market is not taking jobs, it's creating jobs, and this is a fine example of if you sit back and not do anything about it or innovate then somebody else somebody will. else will yep and and that's what's happening here and uh i don't think that you're going to have this charging station maintenance problem be a major problem for too long uh, there's money
1: involved and whenever absolutely. there's money involved there's going to be somebody's going to be johnny on the spot i mean look jay you, you we started this podcast with uh kind of commenting on some of the crime issues in certain cities here in the united states and You know, certain retail chains having to close doors in some locations because they Mm -hmm. just didn't want to deal with the crime. Right. Um, How quickly and easy do parking meters get fixed if they go (laughs) right? Right. Because there's money involved. Absolutely. When there's there's money to be made, somebody's going to fix it.
0: That's right. And, you know, look at what Shell has recently done. We podcasted about this. You can check that out over on youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. There is a video out there. We also podcast about it, like I said. And Shell, Shell Oil, um, basically
1: converting gas stations into um, charging ports, yeah, charging stations. I, and I, dec- I think you're going to see a lot more of that. I declared to my family on this trip um, this this may be an I told you so moment later. I, I, I have a feeling what's happening right now in the petroleum industry with the high fuel prices mm-hmm. um, might be their own undoing. And so what I mean by that is it, it appears to me, now I don't I have all the answers here, um, but it appears to me that there's there's get while you can kind of tactics going on with some of these companies with the high fuel prices, meaning like, I don't think the barrels are costing them it, there's not a direct correlation between the cost of a of a barrel of oil mm-hmm. and what we're paying at the pump. I think there's right. there's some higher prices right now, mm-hmm. and and I understand that they're they're thinking well the the EV markets are coming on strong and we better get it while we can. I think they're pushing more people to go buy electric vehicles.
0: Absolutely, I, I I think so, um, and I don't know if this is planned.
1: Right. Well, I, mean, know, I mean, yeah. I mean but the look, the auto
0: the auto industry and and the fossil fuel industry the oil man, the oil um, companies they work hand in hand together here. Um,
1: just just talk to a, a, a Uber driver, just mm-hmm. to Tesla, right? And mm-hmm. is like a third of the cost mm-hmm. to lease a Tesla and use it for rideshare yeah. than her Toyota Camry. Oh, I'm sure she had. Right. And she's like, I just it was I got tired of basically paying like I'm just from a business perspective, like just the Mm -hmm. cost of powering that vehicle so much less. And I think that's going to be a factor regardless of the environmental situation, regardless of all of that stuff. People are just looking at their wallet and going, well, it's going to be cheaper if I just over the next five years plug one in.
0: You know, and you're gonna have maintenance on the things. We know that, but no, not, you don't. Not, they don't. Not,
1: there's no brakes on a Tesla. You don't. know. <laughs> come on, man. There's but no not nearly you, no tires.
0: But, but not nearly the maintenance that you would have upkeep <laughs> for the engine itself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so there are advantages to that. Um, if you are, you know, commercially using your vehicle, your personal vehicle for as an Uber driver or something like that, or a cab or something like that, it makes sense. Or, or I mean, look, DoorDash or I mean, yeah, at least right. look there's so much happening yeah. out there with private vehicles today and those are the folks that that really suffer at right. the pumps so just saying that's their livelihood so speaking of electric new v- electric vehicles keith um we know gm is has committed to the um, carbon neutrality um by what say 2035 or 2040 right and are committed to not making um um Gas or, or uh, internal combustion engine vehicles. I think they said by 2030. I think, I think it was.
1: I think that's right. And there's a lot of clarification that still has to be made on that point. But this
0: this particular subject matter, I felt that it might be a little too soon for GM. But they just announced that GM will uh, unveil their new generation of uh, their Chevy Express and GMC Savannah vans, which, as you guys know, is a direct competitor to the Ford Transit and even their E250 Super Duty um, uh, vans. Um, and what they have said, uh, it'll be a fully electric powertrain in 2026 when the current internal combustion engine powered models will be discontinued.
1: Wow. Well, what did you just say? You said uh, in a, just in our last segment that um, it's innovate or die, right? It is. It I is. mean, if they sit around and wait, they're at least wise enough to look at this situation and go, that could be our undoing. If we don't act now, someone else Mm -hmm. will.
0: Could be. Could very well be. And, um, you know, when you hear GM saying, we're going to take the new Seat Corvette and electrify it, which we've reported on as well, that blew my mind um, that they were going to jump into it that quickly. But it makes sense. They're gonna come out with e assist version first, and then they're committed to making an all-electric version. So this is all gonna come in phases, but um, they will uh, the they're here's what they said that this van, these vans, they call them the um, their immortal workhorses. I don't know about that. I think Ford actually has GM beat on these things, but um, they will not receive any major updates until uh, model year twenty twenty five, which is expected to be their last year of production of of the um, the internal combustion engine version. Uh, current generation of this ladder frame van was introduced in 1996, uh, had a mid-life cycle update uh, in 2003, and had an addition of the 6.6 liter V8 uh, powertrain in 2021. Um, why did they have to do that? Well, because they're competing with Ford um, as well as... Uh, Stellantis now, which is the ram ram power vans um, but here's the other thing I you know and and I said you kind of wonder why they're doing this you know GM is paying attention, and I got to give credit to um, what was her name Maria Barra and she's the the oh Mary the yeah yeah mary Mary yeah. Barra that, that came out anyway um, they're looking at numbers they look at analytics, yeah. and that's what you have to do when you're running a big corporation like that, and the sales of the the GM vans dropped to 44,355 units yeah. um, for Again. the Chevy Express and seven, under under 18,000 units for the Savannah due to issues caused by microchip shortages. Mm-hmm. Oh, how about that? So it's kind of like a double-edged sword here for them. They, they've got to really weigh their options. What do we do here? Right. So, so we can sit here and nurse this platform that we're going to kill, but this platform that we're nursing is killing our new electric vehicle push.
1: We need those chips that's where we need them did you happen to see where they're looking to what what plant they're looking to build these vans in
0: your home state my friend Wentzville Missouri
1: that's where I graduated from high school yeah so here's a couple by the way shout out to all you guys um they don't say y'all it's you guys just to be clear um, use guys. Yeah. No, it's there's no you. That's not southern, the, southeastern. So is
0: use is. is more of a uh, an east coaster. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Use use guys. Um, <laughs> I toured that plant actually before it went online. Oh wow! When it was built. It's, wow. I was that's that's yeah. way back. Yeah. So you know what they're building there right now?
0: No. What are they building?
1: The the I'm gonna get in trouble for calling the small. Sorry, the midsize truck. The Colorado and the canyon. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what's being built there now. Okay. Now, this is the same plant that had chip shortages that we reported on. You guys, make sure if you don't hit that subscribe button. Go back and look through our archives. In Troy, Missouri, they were storing those vehicles in a rock quarry. That's this plant. That's right. I remember that. That's this plant. So they're talking about shifting it over to the vans. Now, you want to go conspiracy theory here? Go for it. What's gonna happen to the canyon and the and the Colorado? Hmm. I don't think that plant's big enough to build an electrification, an electrified van platform. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And they're they're mid sized trucks. Mm. That's a lot it's not that big of a plant.
0: Well, you know what? What are what are their other well they, they got the Chevy Silverado EV already in in the works they yeah, got but the that's a completely in the works. different that's a completely that's, different yeah. plant. So what do you think it's going to go in here then? Well, you said conspiracy theory.
1: I think they potentially may stop selling the, the Colorado elect, and the, uh, the gas versions of those mid-sized trucks for a year or two retool and send uh, them over to a different plant. Yeah. And do good. a little swap right? Yeah, yeah. Cuz retooling platform that takes time, right? It it
0: does. It absolutely does. The thing that you have to consider with GM is, and we've we've touched on this many occasions with the Ultium battery platform that they have. Um, that thing can be configured in many many ways to mm-hmm. to, to supply yeah.
1: Skate, um, the skateboard. So why skateboard. would you why would you build another plant unless unless they're just going to build the van part? Like they're going to build the skateboard part here in in the Smyrna plant, right? Is mm-hmm. it, no, is it, uh, sorry, uh, Spring Hill.
0: Spring Hill, yeah, that's where Tennessee. the uh, Cadillac Lyric, Lyric. Is, is, yeah.
1: And if they do a lot of their skateboarding platform there, and then they just ship those platforms out to the other plants for final assembly of, for example, yeah, the van? could. it could happen, yeah. Now, I they could so. potentially then do that and do it all in the same plant and build the, the mid I keep wanting to call them smaller trucks, the mid-size trucks. Right, right. So, look,
0: I think win win you know like i said I, initially i'm thinking well it's maybe it's too soon for them to do this but all this makes sense when you look at the numbers and you know the numbers dictate the direction one will go and i think that gm just basically had a gift given to him with with the with the shortages so they could start kind of killing off some of these gas right, models right. and you know you can use that excuse and just wear it wear it out but well, I think if that's I just, what's going to happen. It's going to work Colorados in their favor. and
1: canyons do you see on the road? I mean, I don't know what their sale numbers are, but the, it's I don't do you see a lot of them? I see very few. Um, I see I mean, there's a good many
0: here where I'm at. Okay. Um uh matter of fact, I I spent the entire weekend of 4th of July in one. Okay. Um uh, it's a it's a work truck for for a family member. Um but um by far it's the
1: Tacoma. That's I the, think the one Absolutely. i see the most of in that I, class. I,
0: I i think honestly that this gives gm an opportunity to to get have a reset on a on a midsize mm-hmm. truck platform and you're right they're probably going to kill it off and and look the the colorado um, uh, and the canyon both have been very problematic for gm over the years with their engine platforms they and they it seems like they finally worked the 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 kinks out of it but um it's
1: you know it's too late you know you, you, that's what happens um you got visitors uh no, I'm laughing because that's that was the mail truck platform initially oh it was wasn't yeah. it yeah. that's funny, that's yeah. funny Oof. which we've Oof. reported on so many times I'm not going there anymore, but yeah you know. yeah
0: so anyway g m is 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 moving forward with their their initiative. Uh, to be, uh, car, you know, meet carbon neutrality by, by twenty thirty five. So, now, do you want to talk about vans. Bright
1: Bright Drop?
0: Or? I do, and okay. this is something that came out of this. And you know, we were talking earlier, Keith, before we came on air. Um, you know, GM uh, had gotten involved with a company called Bright Drop, and they've teamed up with them for you know some delivery vans that were all electric delivery vans, um, and they're targeting FedEx uh, to be the main player here. But BrightDrop, they plan to offer an integrated cloud-based software platform, which provides customers visibility and access to their BrightDrop products uh, through both web and mobile interfaces.
1: So does this Um, mean I can tell when it gets delivered to the wrong house? Exactly.
0: (laughs) Just, yes, absolutely. Right. Um, and so among the features, and you're, I know that you're a big fan of this, among the features are real-time location monitoring, as we just yeah, spoke of, a, as well it's, as
1: it's five houses down. Right, right. As,
0: yeah, as well as battery and charging management. So I
1: swear to God, I don't understand that situation. It happens all the time. Like it's the numbers are on my mailbox. It's right there. You're parked three feet from the big giant and it's a big mailbox, Jay. Like I've got an oversized one. And that's a big number placard and literally the doodle park at it. Look at the numbers and go to the house next door.
0: You need to, you need to install a beacon, man. Just a beacon. Yeah.
1: And I know I'm not alone in this. So yeah. So I digress. So
0: yeah. So, but anyway, GM is working with these guys and you know, they're branching out into the delivery market even further with these guys. Um, and other EV startups are doing the same. Rivian is doing the same thing with Amazon. Uh, I think Ford is, is teaming up with um, a couple of other uh, logistics companies out there as well. Um, and there's a good reason for this. Uh, Look, man. Oh, please. Yes. Go, okay, let's, okay. Yeah. Well, so the estimates um, that by 2025, they yep. say, uh, the combined market opportunity for parcel, Food delivery and reverse logistics in the United States will be over eight hundred and fifty billion. Okay. That me, is with a B billion. Let me,
1: let me give you some real world example because you you might be right now sitting there going, "No, I don't need this am Going to the grocery store myself. It's the good old days, and I don't. This is nonsense." And that you you that may be true for you, okay, but I, I am telling you as someone who has been out there in the wild. On a recent trip, staying in hotels, I saw countless delivery services like Uber Eats and uh, whatever. Oh. Uh, what's the other one, guys? Delivery dudes Instac- Instacart, Sh- Instacart, yeah, yeah. Groceries, M- Munchy Dude, and restaurant food delivery. So mm-hmm. not just prepared meals, but you know, right. groceries. Showing up at front desks, being left outside of hotel doors depends on the hotel's policy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um just numerous times throughout like just every time I would walk down the hallway there were three or four bags sitting there. I mean, right. we do it. It's gotten so cheap right now that um we're using Walmart's grocery delivery. My wife still goes to some of the other grocery stores for some specific things that she can't find, but I'm like, who has we don't have time like it's we it's 12 bucks a month. Gas yeah, just is or- 5 bucks a gallon.
0: Right. Exactly right. It's a gallon I mean, of gas to you, go to the grocery store.
1: Let's just use pay it, them the $12 a month.
0: Right. You use it twice a month, it pays for itself. Yeah. And you and, know you're using it more than twice a month, so there you go.
1: Well, and with the price of everything going up, there, there's a $35 minimum. Uh, that's like a couple cartons of milk and a right. six-pack of beer, and you're, you're set, right? <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the grocery ordering part yet. That's just me and Sideshot, right? Right, right, <laughs> like,
0: right yeah.
1: So... Okay, so the point is that these guys at BrightDrop and Ford doing this, GM looking into this, this is going to happen. You guys can right. sit back with your I ain't very computer and, literate, and that's fine. And in a decade, you'll be like on your front porch, you know, with Clint Eastwood yelling, uh, yelling, uh, get off my lawn, right?
0: Get yeah. off my lawn.
1: And the rest all, of it,
0: all, yeah. All in in, me, in, in the meantime. Keith and I are going to be back here queuing Bird up, and we're going to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry.
1: I hate to say I told you so. Right. There you go. Because right? it's coming. And and we're oh. not choosing sides here. We're just telling you it's coming. If all these companies are looking into it, it's going to just be. Just pay
0: thing. attention. And you can moan and groan all you want, folks. It's not going to do you any good. These, it is, these a, it's are, already is a thing. It's not right. even it's like, a you, thing. You
1: can get pretty much anything.
0: Right. Including so a, car, a new car a new car absolutely. delivered
1: to your front door yep okay
0: so bright drop the partner of gm with the parcel delivery vans they're, they're uh, they are they have several concepts out there they're exploring a number of other concepts and these include medium distance solutions that transports multiple ep1s which is something i want to get into here real quick as well as a rapid load delivery vehicle now bright drop is working on um uh, a delivery, a partial delivery, small scale partial delivery uh, unit called uh, Bright Drop Trace, and basically the Bright Drop Trace takes the idea of containerization to the moderate modern age. I, I think I would they made call it, that word up. They may have. I call it car, compartmentalization. It's, yeah, it's is a, what okay, it is.
1: Everybody. So it's a it's a mobile cart. Think right. uh, the mailroom guy in the old office, right? Exactly. push those things up floor to floor in the downtown city buildings and right. deliver mail. Right. It's five, six feet tall. It's got, you know, little doors in it. And you can put, like, your smaller Amazon packages or whatever. And because, I mean, sometimes, like, we just did this the other day. Like, there was a couple things that we needed that they were small. And... I was just like, all right, let's just go ahead and order it. And they show up in a little, you know, not, not everything coming to your front door is a new computer.
0: No, it's not. And not everything coming to your front, you know, it has to be delivered by someone. Yeah. And that's the thing that, that, that what Bright Drop is doing here is they're keeping that in mind that they're coming up with innovative technology to assist the person operating these things so they realize that let's make it a lot easier on our employees um it's this this bright drop trace again it's a container it changes the way goods are moved between distribution centers and customers with endless possibilities is what they say
1: so here's what i see happen okay so this is a futuristic wish of mine so um you know the the mattress thing now, right? It's like they all come vacuum sealed and they're in like they're a third of the size yeah. of the actual mattress, and then you cut. It's like you cut the little corner. Oh, you talking
0: about it, like the foam the foam job? Yeah, it's, they expand. Yeah.
1: The, all of them now are getting to the point where they have some level. I can't, of foam sleep, in on them. I can't well, sleep on those things. Well, I mean them. it's it's coming, right? Yeah, but yeah. um, and we just side shot just got a new bed and I picked it up and put it in the back of my truck and it it's the same. It was like vacuum shrunk. Yeah. So. I've got a Back to the Future. T- so in Back to the Future 2, you know, you have the Pizza Hut, Pizza Hydrator, where you put the little tiny pizza in the oven. and <laughs> Right. You know, so we're going to we're gonna have these hydrators or whatever, these hydrating machines, and you're going to order like a little mattress, and it's going to come, you know, Back to the Future style. Right. Where it's like the guy pulls it off his little uh, trace cart, right, and he hands it to you, and it's this big. And right. Then, and then, you know, you take it in, and you hit hit it with the hydrator, and it, boom, and it, you know.
0: Yes, I, I love I just, it. Yeah. I love it. That's great. It's great.
1: Everything's we're, we're figuring out ways to ship things inexpensively because that yeah. space matters, right? Size Absolutely
0: matters. it does. And speaking of that space, um, it was it was this the, the bright drop trace was developed to reduce touches, errors, labor cost and physical strain on the labor force. Um, and it's they've been very successful with it. In in the initial pilot, the bright drop trace enabled couriers to effectively handle 25% more packages per day. Uh, It has electric propulsion. The Trace will have a built-in electric hub motor to help reduce the physical strain on your workforce. The operator can adjust the speed up to three miles an hour to match their walking pace, which is awesome. It's easy to maneuver um, uh, in crowded and tight spaces, making it adaptable to a variety of locations. So this is what we're talking about. While you guys are standing over in the corner complaining about, oh, I'm going to EVs, man, I want my gasoline engine. These guys are looking at the reality of what's coming and they've developed something else that's electric that's going to help partner up with the electric vehicle that is towing the thing around or, you know, moving it around. And then
1: everybody's happy. All right. All right, everybody. Or if you're at the Wentzville, Missouri GM assembly plant, you guys. You guys listen up. Let's hear it in the comments. What do you think? Uh if you're over on the YouTube side, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Uh here's the question of the day, okay? So we know that these little automated vehicles and EVs and carts all like there's these federal regulations or local regulations where they have to make some sort of noise, right? To let you know they're coming so they don't run over like you know, you don't want <laughs> right. to go Peloton and start running over people, but no, you have to. There's going to have to be some sort of noise made when they're moving or something, right? Right. So, but we need to get out in front of this, everyone. Let's not leave it to chance and have something annoying or stupid. We all love the sound of those backup beepers at 6 a.m. We don't want that, right? Right. Like the truck backup service. Yes. Board? Okay. Yes. What kind of a noise or music can we put on these? little cards let's let's send this over to trace let's leave the comments and we'll get this in front of the people at, and, at right Bright and we Short, already know Bright we Drop, already sorry. know
0: absolutely Brightdrop.com. we're going to get, get mean, a hold of those guys what do we yeah. i
1: mean how about you know maybe a little uh little uh oh what's going on with my soundboard here how about a little would you would did that make you happy if you get your packages coming you know and you heard oh, Rick Rick or, oh no. man
0: i would oh i would i, mean, I would love the rickroll
1: I, I want to hear the comments. I want to. Let's hear it, man. What 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 kind of a noise should these carts be be making?
0: Anything would be better than the Amazon Prime van electric van that they have out there. So there you go. Go listen to that one. We, uh, All hands to battle stations.
1: You know the little rip rip rip
0: rip. Yeah. Oh, I think it should be a, a like a communicator or a transporter. You know, uh, like the, a, a, a beep, beep. Yeah. 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 Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I would, I would definitely. So yeah, let's hear from you guys. Let's hear from you fans.